Welcome to Let's Talk. Where ordinary people are doing extraordinary things. We are live and interactive. With education. Spoken word. Periscope, as well as our other streaming uh, avenues. And tonight we have a very uh, special guest, a, a friend of mine, someone who I consider is a, a good friend, even though we don't talk often. But every once in a while, we will get um, a text from each other out of nowhere, like, uh, watch this show. Maybe you think, you, you, tell me what you think about this movie. And it's always good to have people that will uh, inspire you with without them knowing it, with uh certain things that they watch, certain things that they do. And this young lady um truly is a a, a great person in my life. Um she just has a, a ball of energy and it's funny when I told her that she, her her why not uh label was in the introduction. I remember the time when I told her, I said, Yeah, I got a friend uh, that got your uh, same energy. And she was like, I don't have no twins that have my energy. Nope. And lo and behold, they met each other and she agrees. They definitely have matching twin energy. And sure do. Sure do. Uh, tonight, we have author um, Dara Cox. And we, <laughs> we're going to say author because she's on her book. Um, we're going to talk about her book tonight. And um, Dara, what's been going on? You've been here. You've been on the show a couple times. First and foremost, um, I have, haven't I? Yes, yes, yes. The first so, time was too long ago. The first time we did the interview on the roof, we did. You know, I, as you said, I came to your city, and <laughs> um, we, we had a we had a very good interview, and basically. Our interview was the genesis of 
the book. It was. So tell us, Dara, what, what is this book about? Um, it, uh, it's all about the Ray. Yeah. Um, and I know that it's like a journal. Um, it is. It's a prompted journal. Um, I'm sorry. Did you have a question? I don't want to kick. Yeah. Kick. No, 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 no. I, I would like you to, you to explain to the audience about it. And then I'll come with questions and we'll have a discussion about it okay. going okay. forward. So uh, it's all about the read. It is my premiere book, my debut book for anyone looking for it. And it's a journal. It's a prompted journal, but it, it is a interactive self-healing workbook. Um, all words chosen specifically, right? So um, journal because I'm a journaler. I, um, whenever you... Whenever someone talks to my mom about me, she's going to say, Dara wrote everything down. I've been writing things down all my life, right? So that's just how uh, my form of communication. So I, I wrote. And so it's a journal. It just made sense that I would write a journal. Um, and in the book, there's spaces for you to answer the question. So I say it's a prompted journal because there are profound questions that I have come up with that I put inside the book that's going to have the reader sit within themselves to answer the question. So it's a journal because there's space to write, but it's also a workbook where you have to um, interact and think before you can actually answer the question. So tell me, tell me what, 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 you know, aside from the other things that you got going on with the, um, the uh, the luggage labels. Your your organization. Why not? Um, what made you decide to do a journaling book? So um, many many years ago, right there was a time in my life where um, things weren't going so well for me. Right, as we all have our growing pains, and um, I needed some time to sit and reflect upon what was going on and what I needed to move on from and heal from. And it was like, it was like a tsunami in my life. Everything came crashing down. So I had to take some time to sit down and get my damn mind back as the book would casually say. Um, and in doing that, I, be, I realized that my thoughts were tools, well, the journal was a tool for me to actually reflect upon some things, right? And as I began to talk about it with other people, um, other females and other men, they kept saying, that sounds like a book, like, dear, you sound like you need to write a book. And that's been said to me so many times. And I was like, you know, I'm no author because I, I truly believe that only authors were people that write novels and stuff like that. I was like, I'm an author, what I'm gonna write about? I don't even know how to fill pages. So they said, no dear, that, like, that sounds like a tool that other people can use. So you really need to put that in printed form. And it took me a long time to actually accept what people were saying to me because I was, I was so focused on, um, authors like my good friend Kay Brown, my good girlfriend, my sister wife, and um, like Sister Soldier and, and stuff like that. So it took me a while to actually understand what an author was. It wasn't just a novel author. So um, 
once I got out of that, I formatted my thoughts down and I wrote them down. And then I had it sit on a shelf for another couple years, <laughs> right? I just, I don't know, I couldn't move. I couldn't just walk into what I needed to walk into. So I set it down. And then finally, um, I think it was my daughter actually. And she was like, no, my seriously, you need to, you need to um, put this into printed format so other people can benefit from what you've what you've accomplished in yourself. Like you've come a long way in having conversations with other people. So it took a while, but it, it was something after I realized what I had done, I realized it was something that it was needed, something needed. So it, it took me took me a minute. I couldn't walk in that thing. I'll be honest, I'm still overwhelmed that it's actually here. How's it? I know that one of the things that you had showed last week was, um. You had got a review, a review of the book, and 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 that had made you really, really uh, proud. Um, explain that review. So um, I I didn't even know that the re review existed. I have um, someone I went to high school with inboxed me on Facebook and said that they had purchased the book, and she was in a group of her intimate friends, and they were all authors. And she recommended the book to one of her author friends. And this author friend was a number one bestseller on Amazon. She purchased the book. And when she purchased the book, she loved it and did a review. I had, I had no idea. So my girlfriend was like, oh, my friend did a review. You might want to check it out. Just casual inbox. My friend did a review. You might want to. And I said, she did a, a, a what? So then she um, sent me the link. And that's when I went. And I saw the review live. The girl had just did it like 20 minutes prior to me um, looking. And it, it, I can't even lie. We're going to be real transparent on Let's Talk, right? Knock, knock the wind out of me. I hit the floor, started crying. I'm going to ask you a question. Why? 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 Which part? Why did it knock the wind out of you? <laughs> why did it knock the wind out of you? I was surprised. I was the. No, let me say, I, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that I got the review because I've been manifesting this thing, you know, since I finally accepted that that's what it was. For the people in the chat, Dara, um, she has a label. Uh, and, I, and, and when we discussed our prior conversation, Dara's label, it kept coming up during our conversation. So the reason why I asked you is why not, Dara? Why not? That's the name of her label for everybody in the chat. It's called Why Not. It is. And um, why not you? Why not you have a good review? Why not, not you be an inspiration for other people? Not why not me. I was surprised at how how fast the turnaround was. Not why not me. Who? Why not me? I I deserve this thing right now. I worked hard for this. So a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in years. I know that. I know that. Um, COVID kind of like. How can I say it, it kind of re reestablished everybody? I won't say it put everybody in a situation where they had to self reflect because I know you do a lot of self reflection. You always talk about you. You don't. Uh, since I've known you, I've never heard you uh, can talk about oh my job this, my friends this, my family this, my ex this, or my future this. And it's always you know um, 
what you need to do and how you need to better yourself. Do you think that was part of being able to be transparent with uh, writing a journal? My self-reflection time or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I want to I want to put a quick disclaimer out because you said you've you've not ever heard me you know bad mouth um, anyone or anything or jobs or exes or anything like that. I don't want people to think that I'm so involved that I don't have those petty conversations because I do. You know I'm just very limited in how long I spend talking about those things and then I only talk about those things to a select group of people. So I do, I do have the petty conversations. Everyone has petty conversations. I'm not that evolved that I don't. Um, however, I'm very cautious of what I put out there on social media or who I engage in conversation with. So, you know, you just got to be cautious with with that part of it. Is your is your book for men as well, or just women? My book is for everyone. I will say this: when I originally wrote the book. I did have the feminine energy in mind. Yes, I'm not gonna lie. However, after having conversations with several other gentlemen, I realized that healing is universal. But you know me, right? You know, I've always said, I need to get with my sisters because of why, right? Unification of the black people. And I'm gonna help my sisters so that, and I always felt as though I could not be the one to talk to men because I wasn't a man. It's not that I don't understand or can't assist. It's just that I don't have a direct relation to what a man was going through. So I always thought the best mentor for a man would be another man. But the book is universal. It's for men and women. So, so let's let's have a discussion because I haven't had the opportunity to purchase the book, and I I will purchase your book. Let's let's have a discussion about the first question in the book. Tell me the first question in your book. All right, let's let's bring it up. You should have told me. I could have mailed it to you. Mm. 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 You know, we ain't gonna go there. Let's not go there because you told me you could go on the game. Yeah, yeah, it was some scheduling going on with my part. I truly apologize. Mm-hmm. I could have mailed you one. All right. So first so, question first in Amazon. So if you are an Amazon member, Amazon Prime member, you can get the book in one to two days. I also have my own personal website. The website is titled, the name of the book is titled, it's all about the read.com. I do have to add a disclaimer to that though. I am waiting for my order. I purchased a big order and I have not received it yet. They have told me I should have it by tomorrow or Friday. So I know some people have purchased the book from my website. It is coming. I assure you, it is not me. It is Amazon. They have not sent out the books yet. Well, they said they have, and I should get it, right? UPS, USPS, I don't know. So those are the two different places, Amazon or my website. Either way you purchase is mine. doesn't matter where you purchase it from, okay? Now you want to go to the first question of the book? And, and this any- was a, a, another author. Kay Brown gave some uh, good advice. Please buy directly from the author so she can get all her money. <laughs> yes, I agree with it. So we're, uh, gonna, we're, gonna dis- we're gonna discuss your book. We're gonna use your book as a way of journaling uh, today, if you don't mind. I don't mind. That's all good. right. 
You want any question or the first question? Let's go. Let's go to the first question. All right. First question, chapter one. It says, what is your why? Mm. So the way I have the book, the book written, there is a how to use this book when you first open it. And it says it's going to give you a personal experience of how the question should look like. I mean, how the answer should look like. A lot of people say, I don't understand what do you mean, what your why is. So I give a personal experience prior to the question, right? And it says, I have defined my why as a person. The per that person is my only child. Everyone knows I only have one child. Isis Reed. She was the only reason I felt compelled to keep going. Your why can be defined by a person, purpose, or a reason. So I'm going to ask everybody in the chat to... to, to we're going to, you know, take our time. We're going to ask everybody in the chat, what is your why? Me and Dara are going to, Dara's discussing her why, her, her daughter. I'll discuss my why. And we're all going to do this together and we're going to have some fun. And then we're not going to go through the whole book because we need to purchase this book. We need to write it down. And then sometimes, maybe after six, seven months, go back and refer back to the book because it is a journal. And be like, I said that in the beginning of 2021. Right. Maybe some things may redefine the answers that you have. So, Dara, since we know your why. Um, well, I was when I first created the book, when I okay. first of the book, my why was my daughter. However, my why has changed. Would so you like to share that? Sure. My why currently is um, to break generational curses and create generational wealth. Okay. That is my current why. That is why I'm doing what I'm doing now. My daughter's 18, so I've, I've gone, when I when I first um, started the book, or had the idea of the book, we can be transparent, right? I was in the midst of a separation on my way to a divorce, and that thing broke me. It, 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 it didn't, it broke me. I was done, done for. But I had my daughter. That was the reason why I felt compelled to keep going because of her. However, she's 18 now. I can't keep going on for her. She ain't even think about me. Child, she done left to go to college. She ain't think about me. Life has moved on. So now my why is to break generational curses and to create generational wealth. I'm creating a legacy for my grandchildren. That is my current why. All right. All right. We're going to talk about my why. My, well, why, is, my, my why is myself. And it's not being, it's not being conceded. You know, um, for me, I think I put a lot of a lot of stock in other things prior to it being myself. Um, okay. And, and, and I realized that it had to be me because I couldn't be I couldn't be there for nobody else if I did not focus on myself. Mm. Um, and 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 really getting with me and understanding what makes me click. Trying to be, as some people may say, every day you wake up, you try to be a better version of yourself to try to be there for people. Um, so that that would be what I would consider my why. I mean, it's driving me. Uh, you know, you know, a lot of people don't know is I'm a very driven person when it comes to things. If I want something, and it's always, it's funny. If I want something from you or we're doing something together, I will push you until <laughs> I can't push you no further. And then I know, and I'll be like, man, 
I wonder if people realize like I be needing to push like that really likes mm-hmm. drives me like gets me going like if, if you say well bro I need such and such 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 okay I don't have time but I'm gonna make time to show up you know I, I believe that I had a lot of uh false pride in other things hmm. that, that weren't that wasn't important okay. and then when I then when I made the, the refocus you know because you got to be selfish with this stuff you got to be selfish with you I in my last live I said uh peace I protected by any means necessary and that's called creating boundaries so I get and understand everything that you're saying yeah. but when you say yourself right so your why is me what yes, do you make sure that it's just you? Do you schedule time for yourself? Because self care is very important. Yeah, I, I, I have um, I have an opportunity where I have a lot of solitude by myself. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of time, a lot of people in this situation with COVID. Let's use it for example, right. being in the house by themselves, not being able yeah. to be around family, not being able to embrace. Don't get me wrong. I love my family and my close friends. I miss them, but I'm okay. You know what I mean? And, and you know, mm-hmm. and I know that it's hard for a lot of people that have never been used to it, but I was put in situations prior where I got used to it. And I was like, this ain't that bad because you get to know who you are. You get to know, like sometimes, you know, you know, you know, for, for, for people that you got, you got a child that lives with you. See, my, my son don't live with me. But you got a you got a child to live with you. Sometimes you don't even want to look at her. You love her, but sometimes you want to wake up and look at look at your house. <laughs> Baby, listen to me. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. Like, like you, you be in that space, and then and then for me, it I drive a lot when I'm at work. So like sometimes it don't be no radio on. It you know I wake up. I got a whole routine. I wake up. And um, it's crazy. I listen to Bloomberg Radio in, in the morning or Sirius Radio. That starts my day. Listen to the crap. Listen to the you know, and and then it's you know the rest of the day. But other than that, I have I protect my solitude. Okay. Some people don't know how Fair. to do that. I'm protect. I'm protecting my solitude at all cost. I agree. I am never Fair. going to let anybody come in my space. And mess I up my solitude. I so love to hear that's, that. That's why. Um, I mean, and, and you meet people along the way. You've you've helped me. I mean, when we first met, uh, uh, for the for the audience sake, I got to tell them when we first met. Uh, mm. you, know, you 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 and you and you and my sister, and a group of family and friends. You guys were feeding the homeless. Right. That's one of you guys' projects, and it's. It's remarkable that you guys do that. But um you were eating something. <laughs> you were eating one of those pies. <laughs> you were eating one of those pies. And I'm now like, dang, you know, it's, and, and it and it just like you know, you meet you meet people through good people. I always right. say this. You meet people, you meet good people through good people. And we just connected. I mean, you know, I, I like I told you, you were selling the Girl Scout cookies, and I don't know if you thought I was playing. I want, I was like, I want two cases. 
He was like, we what? Sure I want two cases. I'm coming to get two cases. Yeah. I will make it my business to come get two cases. And, and, and it's just a matter of really like having that energy, um, having that support system, having those people that you could call on to assist you in your travels. Agreed. But Agreed. this isn't about me. This is your show. Okay. <laughs> I'm watching the count. Look at Kay. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I had, I had two cases: peanut butter and chocolate chip mint. Y'all know me. I'm. I. I still got the street stuff in me. I just do it a different way. I was flipping them cookies so quick. Anybody that knows me, you, you might see me at a local. You might see me at a local. You might see me at a local gas station selling cookies. I'll be flipping cookies. Yeah, I, yeah. That's me. But anyway. <laughs> And you and you came and you paid them cookies. You bought them cookies, but you also with, bought me a pie. A whole with, with, pie. Yeah, with, with no problem. With no problem. You you said I got the two cases. Meet me such and such. That's like oh, I'll be there. Yeah. So matter of fact, that season. Okay, yeah. but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I see. I see nobody in chat up. wants to tell her. Wants to tell her why. Why you know why Q sometimes some it can be a very personal thing, some people don't want to discuss, but also some people don't know. They have no idea why. They're just existing. And that's what I say in the book, right? So a lot of people hit me up and they're like, yo, Dara, you know, I bought your book and I flipped through it, and I don't know when I'm gonna be able to start because I can't get past the first question. And I say, Well, that's not a reason to start. Continue through. Go to question number two. You may be able to answer question two or question three. And sometimes answering those questions can lead you back to your why. Right? So <laughs> don't not answer it. Some people don't know you. Some people have not sat down with themselves to figure out why they get up and go to work every day or why they're working the job that they're working or why they're doing what they're doing. They don't know. They've become a robot. They, they just do it. And in and, 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 and compiling the research for your book and and, and doing some uh, self-reflection, did you shed any tears? Child. Well, let me say this. If you know me, you know, Kay, no. I'm a crier. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I cry. I, 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 just, I cry. It's a bad, it's not a bad thing, but it's a bad thing. I cry. So yeah, I shed some tears. I still cry. I think I cried earlier today. <laughs> I, yes, I cried. Um, I so cried. so you you said you had that you had that moment. Do you think that a lot of a lot of us we have we want our exterior to be so rigid that this is why we don't grow? Because I can speak for me. You have a rough exterior. You have a persona, sort of say. Mm-hmm. And you and you do things that that have to be lined up in accordance with that persona. Because sometimes you'd be like, "Oh, the person don't match up with what I heard." You'd be like, "Is that really the person that they talk about?" Because he or she is not that person. And then people be like, "Oh, that's just the representative." In self reflection, in self healing, in in journaling, and trying to rediscover, as you say, it's all about the why. So I had to say re. So in, in rediscovering who you are, what you want, do you, do you think that 
you at a clash with the other person or the person you used to be? That's a great question. Um, I'll say this. One, one thing that I have always been proud about for myself is that I am unapologetically myself. So truly, what you, get, what you see is what you get. I'm a fool. I am a fool. But I make no apologies for carrying myself the way I am, right? I'm, I'm funny. I'm crazy. You know, I'm loud, child. My family call me the nutcase. They like, if you want to have a good time, invite Dira. That's just who I, who I am. I make no apologies for that. However, when certain people or some people, they have they have that hard exterior. It's not that that's not who they are. They are protecting their inner person, right? So a lot of people, you may ask some people about there and they're going to be like, well, she's so hard. Yeah, like she be hard and tough. And that was because during my growing time, my growing pains of actually sitting and, and peeling back the layers, I had to be hard because I was going through some stuff and you might say some stuff that might make me cry instantaneously. I need to protect myself. So I, I was in defense mode. You might say some stuff and I lash out. I was in defense mode because I was going through it. So it wasn't, it's not, it's not that it's a representative. I guess in a sense, maybe it's not so, but it's not that it's a representative. That person may be just protecting their inner person because they're going through. It's a protection, it's a defense mechanism. My mother always say, if you look at me, you think I, you know, my mother got this hard exterior, her face. You see her face, it's tough. And she's, but she's sweet as pie. If you get to know her, you're not going to say anything. But once you start talking to them or talking to that person, they're actually a nice person. They're protecting, you know, wearing their heart on their sleeves. Okay. So it's not that they are not being themselves. They're, they're protecting. I know I was at that time. You say something bad to me, child, I was going to cuss you. Cuss. Do you think, I mean, actually, do you think that, that, that we sometimes, when we're going through relationships, relationships, I call it life because it's really just part of life. Do you think that when we're going through it, one of the, one of our biggest, I'm speaking for me, but it's a, it's, I'm trying to say it in a question form, Deborah. So excuse me, okay. my my foot going to sleep too. <laughs> but anyway, um, shaking under the table. A, a lot of times we go through things and we'll isolate our situation and we'll be like. I'm the only one going through this particular thing. Nobody mm -hmm. knows. And, and it's like you're stuck. Excuse the expression. You're stuck in your misery. Yes. Do you think that is an obstacle for a lot of us? So it, it, it can be. It can, it can definitely be an obstacle, right? Um, but having gone through Having gone through that thing, and like I said, I'm not so evolved that I still don't go through certain things, but having gone through what I consider one of the most challenging times in my life, I had to make a choice, right? So it was about choices. Now, some people are so deep in their stuff. I'm going to call it trauma. You said misery. I'm going to call it trauma. Some people are so stuck in their trauma that they don't want to come out. But it takes a different kind of person to choose to make a difference, right? Some people are so stuck that they're going to need additional help outside of them, outside of themselves. I was able to first 
do the first layer myself and then I went to therapy. Some people need therapy first and they don't know that. So it can it can be that they're stuck and it can be that they choose to stay there because some people enjoy being miserable. Some people don't want to go for you. You know, it's always been this it's always been a stereotype in our community about about therapy. Some yeah. people say that some people say that in our community, um it's a good, it's a stereotype, but it, it's a lot more common than I think people realize or people are willing to admit nowadays. Because you always hear a person, if they're very transparent, they'll always say like, you know, I talk to somebody, mm -hmm. I have a therapist. And if you mm -hmm. just listen to them, they will tell you. And it's, I always find it funny because I was in a situation and, and I really admit I needed somebody to talk to because sometimes you be needed somebody that ain't going to co-sign your stuff. Definitely when you start your craziness. You, mm -hmm. <laughs> you, may, you may need somebody to talk you off that ledge because you know your support system your support system love you, but sometimes they'll they'll say what you want them to say. <laughs> they'll you, you know they might you know talk you into some stuff. So I I, I went and I sat and I, I rapped with somebody, right? And it was very interesting because the first time I went, he said to me, he said, you're going to treat you. Hmm. He said, I'm not going to treat you. You're going to treat you. Did the chart thing. And it was very interesting because I kind of like treated myself. I don't know why I gave him all that insurance money, but I kind of <laughs> you know, treated myself. So you need, help. you need to help with the first layer. That's all. Yeah. Now you know the tools that you need, right? Yeah, now I'm better. I'm a little. I'll I'll, I'll say I'm better. I'll say I'm better. Mm -hmm. I'll say I'm better. So wow, there's this, this really a taboo in our culture about therapy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why there's a taboo. I'm not a sociologist, so I, I can't begin to tell you. But I do know that generationally, right? So. It was with our generation that we began to say, you know, that ain't right. Like we, you, we're not supposed to act like that. That's not normal. But the generations before us, it was normal for them not to speak of their feelings or not to go ask for help or not to do anything. So generationally, within our own culture, it was like, mm -mm -mm, don't do that. It was, it was more of a social. You know that Uncle So and So. You you know what he do. Don't leave them children in there with Uncle So and So. Don't do that. That's how we operated. But it took us to say, well, why the hell y'all just ain't say he he like to touch the kids, and and he need help. And now that this baby needs some, she needs to go talk to somebody because he touched her. Instead, they, instead, they done sent him from family to family on the whole. And, East Coast. Member, and they watch him and don't leave him in the room with grandma. He, 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 he traumatized everybody. And then we got to add this in there. And then now somebody got to take care of him and change his fucking pamper. Excuse my language. Mm -hmm. I'm being honest. We got to We got to talk about this stuff in our community. We do. But like I said, somebody got to change his pamper. And he done traumatized all the women. Everybody. His nieces, <laughs> his great nieces. But then nobody wants to talk about why his great niece is acting out because you left her in the room with Uncle so-and-so who touched her. Yeah. You just call her crazy and she fresh and, and she all these things. But she got to deal with the fact that Uncle touched her. Nobody want to talk about that. Then she blaming you because you done told her to bring his plate to the door the whole time. 
but it took our generation to say enough. I think so. I think it was generational for us. We're the ones that said, no, I'm going to see somebody about this because this ain't right. I've had enough. So a lot of therapists in our in our age bracket, yes. So I think, I think that, that one of one of the things is, and you brought that up about the the, the therapy and being able to identify certain um, behaviors in our community. But then you have those who always want to diagnose every situation. Be like, yo, chill. Let them get a grip on it. Let them get a hold on it. And then it's like, you know, you don't want to get to that point where you, you're a little condescending. Mm-hmm. Where, where now you, you you speak it from a pulpit like I got my I got my healing. Why don't you go Thank get you yours? Why don't you get why don't you go get yours? So you don't want to be like that. You just want to be, you know, you just want to do everything but in action, sort of say. So because we have time still, I want to get to the second, I want to get to the second question. Okay. Let me show the book again. Yes, it's all about the re, and I'm quite sure it's a lot of things like refocus, redirect. Um, those are what I consider action words. They're towards the end of the book. Those are what you consider, or those are what the English language considers. <laughs> I put them in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the Webster dictionary. Yeah. So the second is death. Right? Death. And I said, this is funny because I talked about these same questions a couple of days ago. What was it yesterday? It says, death for me meant the permanent ending of something. We're not talking about to die or, you know, when you die, transfer. And we're not doing the school to talk. You should have told somebody to go, you should have told somebody to take something symbolic and just go out and bury it. That Listen. That's what I do in my seminars. Death is the permanent ending of something. However, you want to categorize death, right? The ending of something that could no longer bring me the love and support I desire to empower me. What does death mean to you? Mm. What does death mean to you? So in some of my seminars, I have women write down what no longer serves purpose. And we have a burial. And they yeah. bury it. Yeah, that's that's um, whatever that is. A thing. You know. It could be a person. It could be an act. It could be whatever. What does death? On my last live, it someone said that. Um, I know that another thing in our culture, we don't like to talk about death. Yeah, those those. It's it's amazing about that, um, that we 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 don't talk about it, but it's like the difficult conversation. And it it breaks up families. Well, I always thought that because we don't talk about it prior. I believe it's because we don't talk about it prior. I mean, if you if 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 you're having a conversation with a family member about death, and you in the conversations, a family conversation. What I mean, the black household, the family conversation. Everybody still has the. You might not be traditionally. Everybody still has the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Where everybody might meet up, and not probably not every night, or probably not once a week, but every once in a while, the families around each other, the conversation needs to be had. Had like you know, definitely dealing with affairs, mm-hmm. um, 
Money but affairs, very affairs. Don't want to talk about it. So that's why. Why don't we? There's something there. There's something Do there think, that we want to talk about. Like my daughter, whenever I tell her what I want, what I want when I die, she doesn't want to hear the conversation. I don't want to talk about that, Mom. Do you Why? think I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you a question? I know that one of the biggest things that, that you're trying to do is break the generational curses. Mm -hmm. Do you think where did you think that came from? Generational curses? No, that not wanting to talk about death. Because I know what type of person you are and I know how you raise your daughter. Where did she get that from? Her thing was she doesn't want to live without me. That's codependency. That's why a lot of people don't want to face living without their mom. A lot of people don't want to face um, uh, one girl. Uh, my cousin said on my live, it's control. I know, like, I don't want to control. It's the control portion of death. And I was like, you don't have any control over death. You're going to die when you're going to die. Like, you don't have no control. Even I... So I used to be a CNA. I knew somebody that I used to take care of. She took a double barrel shotgun and tried to blow her brains out. Didn't work. She was still alive. Listen, you don't even have control over when or how if your assignment isn't up. So you have to deal with what is it that you don't like about death. It's not just the family affairs, right? We, that's the after part. Why don't you even want to have the conversation to prepare the affairs? Why? She took the double barrel and put it to the mouth. Tried to blow her brains out. Didn't work. Didn't work. Mm. I was I was saying that took care of her. It, it, it is it is amazing that why not just have that conversation? What yeah. what could be so difficult to say? Listen, if I go before you, yeah, this I just want to be buried here. I want to be cremated. I want to be there. Want to be? People what's wrong with just having that conversation? Yeah. And that and that conversation yeah. should should would appear to be easier to have opposed to after the money issue. The money yep. issue is when they're like, hold up, is your affair yep. straight? Do you have a plot? Okay, well the burial service is this. Do you have insurance? Mm -hmm. That the whole the conversation prior is always the hard one. And mm -hmm. and you know it's it's funny, um when my mom died, right, Dara? Mm-hmm. I didn't have. I always heard about situations in families, and I never. I'm not the one to judge. I wasn't raised to judge. Mm -hmm. But when my mom died, it wasn't none of that. It was like, okay, my brother, my two sisters, we got together, we took care of every day, we said what we needed to say. It wasn't no big eyes, mm -hmm. big use. This is how we gonna pay for it. This is what we all gonna pay. That was that. It wasn't like I hear always about the tug of wars. The, mm -hmm. the this one is pissed off because this ain't in the service, and I wanted such and such to sing. And well, that's, this their, person, that's their own. That's their own personal thing. That's their own personal. But, personal thing. but prior to that, like I like we discussed, we never had that discussion. We right, never had so that. 
when that typically happened, and this is just my opinion, when that typically happened, the child that lashes out or the child's like, I want this, or you didn't do this or whatever, they're dealing with the loss the most. Or, you know, maybe they felt like mommy or daddy didn't show me enough attention. So I want to take all her jewelry. If she said it belonged to me, or you always got all the attention. So this is my, that's personal. That's them. That That's what they acting out on. So thank God you and your siblings never felt slighted by mom in any way, or they never had, you know, observation of having conversations with other people like growing up you can have the same parents right born in the same family mother father same siblings no outside anything and the kids are completely different bipolar opposite somebody feel like mommy showed this one the most attention this baby got all the attention this is the firstborn can do no wrong and so that they grow with that it's cultivated in their in their mind and it used and, and, and you know we we're, we're not medical professions but it usually stems from a lack of conversation what? because trauma is trauma, trauma, is we, trauma. All, we all gonna deal with trauma in our life but basically after the trauma then the work should be done. Then the conversation, then the healing should should happen. So it basically would stem from, Dara, I don't like the way you, you know, why you pick up the phone every time I call you and you don't be like, hey, how you doing? You always be like, what? Right. Simple conversation. And I could and like, it could be something had a bad conversation with somebody before I answered the phone. It had nothing to do with you. But then you internalized it and you thought it was you. Now every time I talk to you, I got attitude because from the first time it's it's a cycle. And it doesn't have anything to do with the, the receiving person. It's always me. It's always me. It's always me. It doesn't have anything to do with you. You know, I'm an uh, I'm a, a author, but one of the best books that I ever read was The Four Agreements. Okay. It was that was the best book I ever read. And one of the agreements was don't take it personal. Has nothing to do with you. Another person's actions has nothing to do with you. Yeah, that's it's, it's funny that you um you in in doing your research to your book, you do you read a lot of self-help books? No. Really? Mm -mm. Wow, that's interesting. So I know I know that you I know that you read novels. Tell us some of the books you like. K Brown. K Brown. One. I will have to you, so I have to read all of K Brown's books. First book I ever got from K Brown was when I used to how I was introduced to K through um my dream girl when I worked at Overlook, one of her best friends, um, Toya. Toya bought the book in for me and I read it. That was oh over 10 years ago. That was the very first book I got. Um, but I don't, what, what kind of books do you like? I, um, I don't read a lot of self-help books, but I do read them. That's not um, in my repertoire. I don't know. I have to, I can't say I like a genre. I, 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 I will say this though. I don't like, um, like um, me and my aunt Wanda always talk about this. She calls it smut, right? I don't like those kind of books where it's. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't oh. call it that. I'm using her words. Oh. She calls it smut. She liked the. This, the is, a, this is a family friendly interview. This is a family friendly chat. Like, you took me out with that one. I'm sorry. Because the I'm, word, I, I've never heard a female I use know. that word. 
to be I'm honest sorry. with you. Sorry. That's my Aunt Wanda's word. She used that word. She loved those kind of books. I don't read them. None of them. The ghetto, drug dealer, gangster, but I don't read none of them. None. I can't stand them books. I don't read those. You know, it's funny. I used to um I used to read them books like heavy. <laughs> yeah. right? mm -mm. I and, and then I then I I realized when I cause cause I'm the type of person that reads a book and if I can't play picture every scene in the book if it does mm -hmm. not catch me in the and i know books mm -hmm. are not made to be they're not written to catch you in the beginning they're written if it doesn't lure me in mm -hmm. and i can't start placing myself in the scenery mm. i would so I, I used to read that stuff heavy mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. Then, I, then it got to a point where you start in your subconscious you start being like Yo, these jokes were serious. Like, so, mm -mm. so when I stopped reading them and I started reading other stuff, I, um, one of the one of the books that I, you know, um, read a lot, a lot. I've probably read this book about twenty times. I keep it. It's like a reference guide. Mm -hmm. It's called the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This, this, Say this, this Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Hmm. Never heard of it. I might have to look into it. Steve Crowley, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Very, very, very interesting book. It's been, it's been, um, you know, re-editions all the time. But anyway, right? So, so, so one of the, one of the things that he talks about in the book is um, having those in, uh, interpersonal skills. And, <laughs> and and you know, you the type of people we are. Sometimes you can be private, but you have to be sociable. So how is that with you? I know with you, you're a new author. Now you have to sell your product, but you don't allow a lot of people in your space. So let's <laughs> talk about that. This is this is the just to me bringing up about the book. Let's talk about how this is going to work and how it's going to go and how it's been going. Still a work in progress. This, this virtual is great for me right now, right? Because I don't have to incorporate anybody into my space, right? So virtually is working out great. I can do these type of conversations all day. Um, <laughs> but um, because it's virtual, so I haven't actually had to do any in-person anything yet. I do know it's coming. It's I'm going to have to do it. Um, but I will just protect my energy before and after. That's 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 all I can say. I will protect my energy before and after. Um, but I do not allow a lot of people in my personal intimate space. But I do know I, I have to. But for right now, it's working for me. Virtual conversations and panel discussions. I can do this all the time because I'm still in the comfort of my own home where I get my, my tranquility. So... Also, one of your um, your great talents, you know, Dara. Um, and You're I understand because y'all know I ain't pay you to say none of these very positive, descriptive words to me, right? <laughs> no, I know. I, I, know I know a lot of times. A lot of times, we don't uh, say what we do, far as professionally. And professionally, yes, you are author. You're a professional author. You're getting paid to be author. You wrote a book. However, however, you have a nine to five, and your nine to five is not just a job where you go to work and get a check. Your nine to five is something that you love. Explain yeah. to the audience what you do for a nine to five. 
Um, so my nine to five actually has granted me the ability to um, become certified and do it privately as well. So I do it for my job, but I also get to do it privately. And that is, I am a certified doula. And in being a doula, I am a certified birth worker. Um, black birth workers matter, child. Too many black women dying, giving birth. Um, so I am a doula certified sex education teacher as well. Um, breast education, um, birthing classes. I'm not certified in those things as of yet, but um, I do have some amazing partners that I can refer to you if that is what you're looking for. Um, but that was um, an amazing goal that I accomplished for myself because so many years ago I was in nursing school, right? I went to Fairleigh Dickinson for three years on my way into nursing school and then financial aid was like, mm -mm. so I, I had to leave. I had to leave Fairleigh Dickinson, but I wanted to be a um, midwife. So that that dream had to be placed on, a, on the back burner, but the creator is amazing. And because that was simply something that I was supposed to do anyway, I wound up being certified and being in the birthing room. So I am a certified doula, which I absolutely love, helping women bring forth some ancestors. Um, it's, an, it's an amazing, amazing experience. So I do have a couple private clients. I don't want to take that on completely privately and make that my full um, job. But I do have some private clients that I work with as well. How how is that? We know um, you said it, and I don't think a lot of people really understand how many women are leaving this earth. To they're bringing forth a, a child into the earth, and they're dying during pregnancy. I don't think people really mm -hmm. understand, and it's 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 basically. You talk about a pandemic. You talk about COVID. That may be more of a pandemic than anything about how a lot of women are dying. So when you when you explain you, uh, the doula, what exactly do you do? I am your coach. So everyone says, "Dear, you birth the babies." <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Ha I I cannot help you uh, bring the uh, put my hand in your birth canal and bring the baby down. That is what a midwife or a gynecologist does. I cannot do that. I am there to help you with pain management. I'm there for comfort. I'm there for coaching. I'm there for education. Um, but the midwife is the person who have who has gone to school and she has the ability to go in and massage your cervix and your uterus and bring that baby down. I am there as a coach for you and your partner. That's what a doula is. So everyone, everyone mixed it too between a midwife and a doula. Like when you say doula, you birth babies. I don't birth babies. Even though, and, and let's be honest, you can birth your own baby if you want to get get back to to you know what what my people did. I, I almost said something. I, I got myself. So, is there anything else you'd like to add, Dara? Regarding birth work, or regarding, any, regarding well, you? Uh, before Kay, Kay said you had the uh, the red ruby popping. She said that was one of her early statements. She said you had the red, the red ruby was popping. Also, that's your uh, that was your YouTube channel. You had uh, red you ruby crying. You'd be like, Dara got a YouTube channel, y'all. Yeah. Because because Dara was Dara was a Dara 
is a content creator. She just had she just basically left the page alone. But it was called Red Ruby Chronicles, where she would chronicle um, dating life. And I thought I it was very I thought it was very interesting. And um, you I think, a, I think that a lot of people. Let me finish, please. You're being rude, okay? I think that if uh, if a lot of people was to just Red Ruby Chronicles, Dara has some very interesting dating stories. Um, because it's not easy for everybody to date like people think it is the conventional way. And then you have your um, expectations of what you require dating and so forth and so on. So I think that if Dara was to get back to that, even even her stat, whatever her status is now, I believe that Dara has a lot to bring to the table. Um, and she has insight and she has um, her pulse on people. So she should get back to Ruby Chronicles and be able to um, help help the community and with you know getting what you want, not what you think you want, getting what you want. So this is why her one of her illustrious names is Red Ruby, and as you guys can see, that is her favorite color. That is my favorite color. Ruby was a whole character, child. My daughter will always say, when you put the red lips on, you turn into a different person. She was a, a whole character. Everyone, yeah, exactly. I was a fool. Everyone loves Ruby Cow. She's a whole character, <laughs> and I just um, made a. I really didn't think, you know, people would actually tune in and watch it. And when I started getting the feedback, it was amazing. People was like, "Dude, you are hilarious." I was just talking about dating as a single woman. And yeah. The foolishness. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. It was um, single single woman chronicles. That's what it is on YouTube, Single Woman Chronicles. But the name, the name was under is Red Ruby, right? Nope, the name is Single Woman Chronicles. Okay, yeah, that's the name. Of the <laughs> Red name. Ruby. Uh, you know, you know I, me. I don't get. I don't. I gave her a whole new name. You did. You did. It was, anyway, I did thirteen episodes. Dara. Yes. Listen. Yes. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um. Like I said prior to the prior to when we we um you you really been very supportive of this platform. You always there when I need you. Um, you know I believe that less talk need to see more of you. Um, you know, so we'll see in the future if you decide to come on. Again, you know the invitation is always on. You're always available. It's been my fault that you weren't on uh, two weeks ago, and I truly apologize. I slept at the wheel. You tried to, you tried to crucify me in them comments too. I was remember, like, "Remember, everyone, it's all about the re, the book." Dara actually has her whole name on the book. Al Kadira Cox. Make sure you guys purchase this on Amazon. If you want to buy directly from Dara, you can find Dara on Facebook. Serious inquiries only. No stalking. None of that stuff. Uh, I have to say that because people are crazy, but the name is Dara Cox. Make sure, you guys, make sure you guys purchase the book. Um, I'm quite sure that we will address her book uh, in the future. Uh, once I get a copy of the book, y'all know I like to do stuff in, in, with books because I'm, I'm an avid reader. So I'm quite sure that we'll sit down and we'll discuss some things in the book and go over it. And definitely talk about the progress of the sales and the progress of me reading the book and me and Dara discuss that in the future. 
Thank you so much, Q. I appreciate you for having me. No, As I appreciate I appreciate you. Thank you. You are truly you are truly now 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 for everybody in the chat, I'm being honest. This one right here. I'm nervous. I've, I've been I've I've been fortunate in the last 10 years to meet some amazing woman, women, and she's one of them. She's really, she's really doing her thing, and I'm proud of her. She's, you know, I told her she had a twin. She ain't want to believe me till she met her. <laughs> and I love her. My twin energy, I, I love her. I really I do. I thought he was like, he bucking. I ain't got no twin. What is he Listen, doing? Let me tell you something. God broke the mold when he made me. Ain't nobody like me. Please. Yeah. 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 God shut me right up. So. Yeah. Thank you so, for the introduction. She's an amazing female as well. Yeah, right. You know, you, uh, the, for those in the chat, we're talking about Drea. You, Drea, Julia, uh, I've met some remarkable women that have been, been very supportive of Let's Talk. Um, not just to say that you three are the only ones, some other people that's behind the scenes that don't really need to or want me to say their name. But um, you guys have been very supportive of my platform and what I'm trying to do and the direction that I'm trying to go. And I appreciate you and Dara, you already know. Let's talk is here for you. Yeah. And uh whenever you you uh you need or I need, I know I can call you so don't be a stranger. Absolutely. Absolutely. With that everybody in the chat, stay on the line, Dara. With that everybody in the chat, have a blessed night. And I'll see everybody remember, on the other side of their re. And remember, as Dara, like she just said, on the other side of their re? On the other side of their re. Refocus. With that, everybody stay, stay good and be safe out there.